Hey everyone, Mike here from I Read Comic Books. This week's mini-sode is all about Dr. Aphra, the fantastic Star Wars character introduced in that Darth Vader series from Marvel. Kate and Tia dive deep on this character, so full spoilers for most of Darth Vader and parts of the new Dr. Aphra series. I also want to mention that starting this week, we'll be running a survey with a giveaway. It's 10 questions long, really simple to complete. All you need to do is answer a few questions about the show. Check it out at ircbpodcast.com survey. Now onto the show. Kate and I were talking about some books that we wanted to do a mini-sode about, and Dr. Afra was on both of our lists, and so here we are. This is a book that is only at the time of recording on issue three, but we still have a lot that we want to talk about. It is part of the Star Wars books, and Dr. Afra is a character who was introduced in the recently relatively recently concluded Darth Vader series. And uh, Dr. Afra, like Darth Vader, is written by Kieran Gillen. And uh, the artist on this one is Kev Walker with colors by Antonio Fabella. And of course, we have the uh, ever-wonderful Joe Caramanga on lettering. So, Kate, hello. Hi. Hi. So just a heads up to anyone listening who hasn't read Dr. Afra. these minisodes, as always, are full spoilers. So if you haven't read issues one through three yet and you want to, I'd suggest turning this off and listening to those first and then coming back. So I just finished this as in like 20 minutes ago because I read on the internet, always a valuable source of information that is never valuable that you should really finish Darth Vader, the Darth Vader series before reading Dr. Aphra because it led directly into it, which it does. But if you haven't read the Darth Vader series all the way through, I would say this would be a just fine place to pick up Dr. Aphra number one. You're not, you'll get it. There's like a they, little synopsis yeah. in the front because Marvel loves us and doesn't want to make us suffer the way other publishers do with having to look back at previous issues. And so they give you a little synopsis of basically she gets thrown out the airlock. Full spoilers. Remember I said that? So. Well, what I loved about what what happened was that issue of Darth Vader came out and then literally like five seconds later, they announced Dr. Right. Afra as a series. It's like, well, okay. So <laughs> I guess so she's not dead. Spoiler fastest alert, turnaround everybody. ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Marvel. Um, yeah, that was. Yeah, before you even had a chance to read it. Although I just read the last issue of Darth Vader again this morning. So um, I anyway, yeah, so I waited to get them from my library, which took a while. And then so I just binge read Darth Vader. Uh, sorry, Vader down, which then that was the crossover event a while back between Star Wars and Darth Vader, uh, which was great. And then Darth Vader volumes three and four. Um, I would highly recommend Darth Vader's volume one and two and Vader down. Darth Vader Volume 3 and 4 is more like if you're really into the series, keep going. It's not as great, but it's still fun. Basically, Um, what you need to know about Dr. Aphra is that she's like a woman Indiana Jones in space. Yes. And she (laughs) is, for reasons that if you're interested in, you can check out the Darth Vader series. She is kind of working for Darth Vader post A New Hope. 
and it's going about as well for her as you would expect when you're working for such an upstanding and trustworthy moral gentleman as Darth Vader. Right. And she's very morally suspect herself, which A, is obviously how she can work for him, but B, means she can survive working for him by constantly outsmarting him and double-crossing and making backup plans. And I think we both can agree... Maybe. I don't know, Tia. But my personally, I think the real breakout stars of Darth Vader and uh, Dr. Afra are BT-1 and Triple Zero. Oh, the murder droids are the best. The comedic murder bots are like my favorite part of the new Star Wars universe. Between K2SO and the films, which I like to believe are is a direct result of Gillen making these guys so popular. Basically, what you need to know is that these droids are roughly the evil equivalent of C-3PO and R2-D2. And they love to murder all day, every day. And, and torture. And torture. You can't just murder first. You you got to torture. This is not a political <laughs> so statement. <laughs> no, don't take this out of context. And guys. people say, I'm terrible. Oh, okay. Backing that up, like, all the way. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I, I have to say, part of the reason Kate and I really wanted to do this episode, even though there are only three issues of Dr. Afra out, is that it's we're so excited to have this well-written, three-dimensional, problematic woman character. You know, she is really... Um, she's She's not... It's not that she's unlikable, but there are some problems with her moral compass. Um, And yet you still really root for her. I mean, she is very much a sort of uh, Indiana Jones, dare I say, Han Solo. Let's just take all of the Harrison Ford archetypes (laughs) and cram them in there and, and, and make them into a woman. It's just it's nice. It's nice to have that. Yeah, to be very unapologetically, not in a, uh, I'm going to make you want to sleep with me, I'm so evil, sexy kind of way, but just straight up morally ambiguous and in it for herself. Yeah, she's not a femme fatale. Right, which is usually what we get. Right, and she also isn't, I mean, God, I love, you know, Leia, like, to the moon and back, but she is kind of perfect. Very. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's it's just nice to have this kind of I don't know different kind of woman character I mean this has been said by not white and squeaky clean that's right yeah, yeah. Um, it's been said by multiple women who work in comics and I'm sure elsewhere when you have a broad and diverse cast of women characters no one of them has to be all things and and so it, it's nice to broaden the cast of woman characters in the Star Wars universe. Dr. Afra, I think, really adds a lot. I think she does. I think it's notable that I can't think of a single other female character in her book right now, but yeah, there's also not really that many characters. It's basically just her and her dad right now, but when she's been up against like adversaries, they're all dudes, so... I that is know. a thing. That is a thing. And then there's also the Wookiee um, Black Chrysanthemum. Right. Which, yeah. So one thing that we were talking about is uh, Salvador LaRocca's art versus Kev Walker's. Yeah. I, 
So it's hard when you come to a character first in one artist and then see another artist rendition of them, one of the styles different, because it's, I don't have T as I for art here. So my first impulse is always, I like the first way better because it's what I know and love. It's how I see the character, right? But I think in general, I can safely say here that I just like Salvador Laraca's work a little better. Um, his less cartoony style than Walker's feels more appropriate to the character for me and to the tone of the book. And it's just more visually appealing. Um, I know some people like the cleaner, cartoonier style more for comics. So I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not so much for me. We also have to discuss the thigh gap. Yeah, I mean, I have two very specific critiques of Kev Walker's art in this book and the thigh gaps for literally every woman character are just a problem please stop I keep seeing it and going the way she's just the pose she stands with her like hips jaunted out and then her ankles kind of tilted in I'm just like god her hot IT bands must be so inflamed all the time it's yeah the tendonitis is real you guys (laughs) (laughs) like it's distracting and that's the, and that's really what it comes down to for me it's you know there are women with thigh gaps and that's how their bodies are put together so it isn't that like no women ever have thigh gaps but it is it comes across as like actually distracting a lot of the time when it is drawn in this book and and it pulls pulls me out of the story for a minute to just go why why well and it's not like it doesn't look like someone who realistically has one she's always also in these kind of weird dollish poses to make it happen which sucks because she's the perfect character to not not be a doll do that that's what's fun about her is she's not a freaking yeah i can't wait to see dr afra cosplay her her outfit is so i think easily cosplayed and you just draw the tattoos on your arm and you Mm -hmm. know I can't wait. It's I can't wait to see Dr. Afra cosplay. <laughs> Please tag me on Twitter if you cosplay Dr. Afra. It would be awesome. My other specific uh, critique of the Kev Walker art compared to the Salvador LaRocca art is, and this is coming from the fact that um, the comics are part of a universe that is very cinematic not just in the sense that it literally came from movies but also it's just like the genre is very cinematic in scope it's a space opera and I really love Salvador LaRocca's layouts you know he does a lot of just straight across horizontal panels straight down the page and um, I don't know it gives a kind of really expansive feel to every scene whereas the Kev Walker layouts tend to be a little more cluttered and I just don't um, again it it just pulls me out of the of the story for a moment which I think is is a problem yeah I don't so maybe it's because I'm not great at terminology but I feel like his art is simultaneously less detailed and feels more cluttered which is kind of weird. No, that makes sense because what I think that it comes down to what the detail or the layout contributes story-wise. And so you could have a lot of superfluous, sorry, words are hard. Um, (laughs) You could have a lot of superfluous detail. And if it isn't furthering the story, it, it, 
it after a while does start to feel kind of like background noise in a distracting way yeah yeah that makes sense I really love I have to say though I love the colors so far in Dr. Afra. this could be because they're on a forest moon but <laughs> yeah. I felt like especially in issue three the kind of diffused greens were just really lovely I loved the the tonality and the atmosphere that those brought to some of those scenes yeah, Evan 4 is always wonderful. Every time we show up there, I'm like, hooray! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we're back! Okay. So do you want to explain why we're on Yavin 4? Or? Why don't you go ahead, because I need to launch into my rant about the lack of space journalism. Oh, well, okay, yeah, we'll we'll hop to that next. Um, so we're on Yavin 4 with uh, Daddy Afra, which needs to be a hashtag. Hashtag right? Daddy Afra. But he wants to find or answer the mystery of the Ordu Aspectu. Some some nerd correct us on pronunciation here. No, we're 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 setting the pronunciation here. Oh, okay. We Ordu are Aspectu. That's what it is. Done. Fight it's done, me. guys. That's right. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter. No, um, <laughs> so anyway, he blackmailing her to help him out uh, by holding the evidence that she cheated to get her PhD. Which oh, yeah, we need to talk I, about that. Yeah, I was a little pissed about this. Like, the whole backstory of her screwing over her shitty advisor is like, I cheer for that because shitty advisors need to, you know, burn. But the fact that she never legit got her degree bothers me because I love that she had a PhD and was, like, the smart, kick-ass, morally ambiguous woman. Because usually if we have, like, a smart doctor, she's our, like, moral pillar and beacon. And... I don't know. I, th- I just, that was just par- added to the appeal for me, and now I'm like, you cheated. It was no, all a lie. I mean, she's like literally me, except I actually <laughs> don't make people call me Doctor Tia. But yeah, I feel like I completely relate to her whole situation with with her PhD. And the reason what why have you done, Tia? You look, tell us. My you know? my cat even looks like those like weird things that she stole so I'm just saying (laughs) it's true just saying um no I actually think that look she's lying about having her PhD because it makes the artifacts that she steals and sells more valuable so yeah she does have a reason not just a vanity reason that's fair I mean if we can allow chiropractors to call them some doctors. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My chiropractor um, works wonders. All right. I know. I know lots of people who say that. And there are legit ones. There's just a lot of crappy ones, too. Or non-legit ones, I guess. I don't know. Anyway. In any case. Uh, total tangent there. Um, so, yeah. So, her dad has this evidence hanging over her head that she doesn't really have this. And... So it, she finds this out when she tries to sell an artifact and can't because she's not legit. I don't know. Anyway, so Who she's out the here. the black market is like, oh, here's can enough, I see right? your credentials, Credentials, <laughs> yeah. Not just credentials, but your intergalactic archaeology credentials, please. This, like, um, just... <laughs> oh, please hold for my rant. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... He's holding this over her head to get help because he wants her to help answer this lifelong obsession he's had with them and go to this world where... So we get this whole backstory of, like, she hates him for being a bad dad because he was too much of a scholar to pay attention to his family, which is why her mom left, and so on and so forth. 
So here we are on Yavin 4 because that's where this temple is. He is, of course, clueless, can't figure out why there's, in you know, empire activity on Yavin 4. And she's like, are you freaking blind or insane or, you know, whatever? Because he doesn't hasn't heard about Alderaan or any of that stuff. Um, which, first of all, why is she indignant about this? Is it just like a we should all be informed citizen type gripe? Because she's out there working for the empire and Darth Vader it's not like she's like, I can't believe you haven't heard of this humanitarian travesty. Like, what what are we supposed to think here, Gillen? I'm confused. Please hold for my rant. Continue. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I think we're at that point, don't you? Like, right. So I recently rewatched the movies, and um, I was talking with my husband, and we were like, are people in this universe just illiterate? Because how... Are people not aware of things like Jedi or giant space battles that more or less just happened, like literally just happened a generation ago? Listen, Tia, the Empire invests a lot more in technology to divide the Empire, like the Death Star, than it does in in education. Hashtag topical. I mean, yeah, (laughs) you could make a pretty decent argument that people like Luke and Ray don't have access to humanities education. Their technical skills in general. Well, I mean, they're very technically skilled, but those are like those are homesteading. Those are more like trade skills. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, obviously Leia knew about like Obi-Wan, but she's privileged. She probably had more education. But then you have someone like Daddy Aphra, who is a PhD. He's a scholar. And he did not know about the Death Star, which happened like literally yesterday-ish. So, you know, even media, Mm -hmm. I mean, even the most (laughs) absent-minded professor on Earth would know if some like fascist country blew up another country. Like that's the thing that you would know, even if current events are not your thing. So I can only surmise that while some people in the Star Wars universe are literate and have humanities education, there really isn't a free or fast dissemination of information. And Leo knew about Obi-Wan and had access to information through her status in the rebellion. And that's information that civilians wouldn't have had. So basically, there's no space journalism. And we need to fight for free space journalism. Um, It does say in the comic that he like he's like oh I heard of that but I thought it was just a rumor or a myth or whatever yeah like, but that's what ha- they always he- say like how does Ray think the Millennium Falcon and Han Solo are myths they literally still exist how well, it can-, can only my thought is the only way you can think it's a myth is if you heard it by word of mouth and then it's like well that may or may not be true I also heard this shit talk about my you know colleague and you know, floor up, and who knows if that's true, yeah. so... But pe- people were able to convince, like, like Han Solo didn't think that the Force was real. People were able to convince Luke that, like, there were no Jedi. I mean, these things didn't happen that long ago. You well, know what I mean? They, that it was all... I know, yeah. So so how is, how is the truth, how are facts and historical events being lost in such a short amount of time. And I can only like the only possible explanation is that there is no space journalism. There's yeah. Only- I mean, cause it's not even that maybe they like, they could just not be able to read, but I think it's more likely that just there isn't the information about it to read. I mean, if there's scholars, then people can read probably. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I think that's really interesting that a body can literally travel from one end of the galaxy to the other, but factual information that is verifiable and like accepted as truth can't. Yeah. I mean, even with the iron clamp of, you know, the empire, which I would assume they're putting out propaganda, you'd think there'd be some can't stop the signal people out on the outer rim. It's like, nah, alternative twitter account here we're gonna tell you what's yeah. up so. like in like in harry potter when they have the like wizard radio the right. that moves around and you have to get the password like come on rebels get on this get on it you know but the, also it it some people were saying after um the force awakens came out that they didn't believe the first order could rise that quickly after the empire got spanked right like that right. people wouldn't let that happen in such a short amount of time again um obviously reality is proving that that yeah, actually right? can happen but especially and i mean i think that the that our current like real life situation is a great example of of this where like if you don't have a basis for reality and facts and historical understanding, it absolutely can happen again in a couple yep. of generations. That and enough of an understanding and comprehension of how media and politics work to not fall for propaganda, uh, you know, make the empire great again. They're bringing strength and stability to you. <laughs> oh my God. We should just start recording like all of those slogans, but... <laughs> You know, I actually, I feel like a, like an especially horrible person, like more than usual, because my dance team that I coach, my girls begged for a Star Wars dance. And so we are doing the Imperial March. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I want to change it. Oh, I don't want them to yeah. be space fascist. I don't want them to even pretend like to be space fascist. No, no, we had, we had a whole talk about how like they're being the bad guys and how they're bad. And like, mm-hmm. it, anyway, I feel terrible. Because Star Wars is real. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, related, but there's a delightful Twitter account called Death Star PR. (laughs) No. There is. (gasps) Check it out. Oh, my God. I'm checking this out for sure. Um, Yeah. I mean, as long as you explain it to them, I think you're fine. As long as they grasp it, I guess. Whenever I... So I did tutoring for a long time. The, The great way to tell if they get it is to have them explain it back. Right. You probably know that already, though. Yeah, I will need videos of your little girls doing the Mad Max dance that you took to competition. Oh, right. Yes, that was last year. Yep. Yeah, they they were great, um, and they were war boys, of course, because I always love a bad guy. <laughs> Speaking hey, of so bad guys, tr- true story. Whenever I play Star Wars games, I always played the dark side. Until now, I'm like, I want. I feel like Too I real. should play the good guys. Right now, I'm feeling Too more real. of that Rebel Alliance vibe going. So, you know what? I would argue that the Jedi are also bad. Yeah. Continue. Because, Je- like, you're going to tell people that they can't love someone? I reject that. that Wait, I'm, when do they say that? I mean, that's, like, a whole thing, right? Like, that the Jedi can't have these, like, strong emotions and everything has to be balanced. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it, they definitely, especially maybe that just because I've seen it more as an adult now than I haven't rewatched the old ones for quite a while now. Um, but the Jedi is more and more in my mind a religious order with all the restraints that religious orders impose. You know, the all the things yeah, I mean, not the, which, yeah, is 
its own form of repression. I don't think it's anywhere near as bad. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? It'd be interesting if ultimately it evolved with the Jedi one, and then the Jedi became the their own repressive force on the galaxy. Marvel, Listen, make it happen. Jedi mind tricks? What the hell? Right? Talk about uh, loss of autonomy here. Like, that is <laughs> super unethical. And who's regulating that? Exactly. You know what? I have this theory that um, Obi-Wan uses the Jedi mind trick to get Han Solo to agree to, um, like, transport them in A New Hope because it doesn't make any sense if Han Solo is supposed to be this, like, really slick swindling negotiating sort of like smuggler yeah, he, guy no they have no money they have no money and so and so then Hansel is like names a price and then obi-wan's like i'll give you even more but only this much now and Hansel is like yes that sounds legit and i'm like <laughs> no it doesn't exactly <laughs> yep anyway jedi are bad so yeah tying this all back in so they're <laughs> they're on yavin four there, it's full of stormtroopers, but we run in anyway. Where do you think this is going? Because we're at solidly at the halfway mark. Because the first trade, which according to Amazon, will be out July third. Now, whether that's going to show up in your week, your shop a week early, which happens with some books, where they make the deal that Amazon and Barnes get it a week late um, to try and incentivize buying it from your shop. I don't know. I couldn't find information for its release other than on Amazon. But the first trade is issues one through six. So we have the first three. Where do you think this is going? I think that it has set up the binary, right? Because um, Daddy Afra has his theory. And then um, Dr. Afra, I almost used her nickname, but she would literally like become <laughs> so corporeal so and mad. kill me. Uh, <laughs> um, you should read it and find her adorable nickname hidden in one of the issues. Anyway, you know, she has like basically the exact opposite theory, probably just to be a contrarian with her father, which is like the time honored tradition that all daughters who are really headstrong and fight with their dads maybe i also just think she's a lot more jaded personally i prefer bt1's theory (laughs) (laughs) so so we have this binary of like what the what we're gonna find and i'm i'm guessing it's gonna be somewhere in the middle yeah or neither i don't know i kind of wonder if we'll even find out or if it'll be one of these you force us to, or it'll be something totally different because Kieran Gillen. Um, right. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I don't know. Like how, do you think this is a series that'll keep going as long as Darth Vader did? I've read on Twitter from cert- some shops that put out their own numbers that they're not seeing a pickup in numbers from where Darth Vader left off and Darth Vader didn't left, leave off very high. You know, I mean, Darth Vader has name recognition that Dr. Afra doesn't have. Mm-hmm. So, as much as I w- hope that everybody wants this book to continue for it, its due course, the reality is that Darth Vader is like the most well-known villain ever. And um, people who, especially if they dropped off towards the end of Darth Vader and, and don't have like a vested interest in Dr. Aphra's fate... I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it does have Gillen's name going for it. That's true. But 
in general, I think right now, I would be surprised if this went more than one or two arcs. The way that comic industry seems to be going right now with comic sales and the way that female titles especially are going, I, I'd i be surprised. I tend to prefer stories that do have a um, tight kind of beginning, middle, and end. And I yeah. think that I think that Gillen's good at that. Like if you look at Young Avengers, for example. Right. Um, you know, I, and so I, I wouldn't be mad at like a 12 issue story. Yeah, I would think that would work as well, especially if knowing the ends in sight instead of like an abrupt cancellation, but like planning it. I was surprised that they announced it as an ongoing versus as a mini or maxi series. Well, and I didn't Dr. Afra show up in a game and I know the droids turned up in a, maybe a tabletop. Ga- I, can't, I can't keep all I the games no straight. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't play any of the games because I don't have any free time. <laughs> I spend all my time recording. The Star Wars extended universe for like computer games and video games and there's so much there's so out much. there there's no yeah. way to keep up yeah sorry guys i, I all the people who do, do keep up are like let me tell you everything i mean <laughs> but i'm i wish that i did have time because i would love to play some of these characters in a game but like mm-hmm. what time is it it's it's 3 30 on a friday I, i'm still <laughs> waiting to eat breakfast but i haven't taken a break yet so <laughs> oh tia i know your poor life Oh, it's fine. It's so fine. busy. It's full of comics. Yep, I mean, it could be worse. True. Like, I don't have time to play video games because I have to read so many comics and then talk about them. That that's true. The suffering. Oh, the <laughs> suffering. <laughs> well, okay. So we think this is going to go somewhere not not totally binary. And we think it will go at least finishing the arc and probably another arc, but maybe not past that. Um... Any other predictions before we wrap here? Not so much a prediction, but I just want to point out, I'm pretty sure these books are accepted as canon. Is that they are. Is that yeah. correct? They are. And they're tying in with other current Marvel yeah. book canon. Not like Marvel, like, but Star Wars continuity. There's references within Dr. Aphra to other Star Wars ongoing books right now. Right. Um, so I just, I really like the way that you can scale out things from books like Dr. Afra into the the wider Star Wars universe. Things like the are you know, is there space journalism? Like this has always been a question and it's neat that you can apply little details from books like Dr. Afra into Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like And I, I love that they made I mean like I know there was some controversy over this, but the decision to make the car- comics between past movies instead of future canon is so perfect because it means when a new movie comes out they're not instantly non-canon again like it doesn't overwrite stuff and so we're just filling in the gaps and i love that i love that's like why i read fan fiction yes exactly wonderful oh my god do you know i think that there needs to be some fan fiction about the murder droids as like an old married couple oh that'd be so perfect Right, I, like, I have so many save screen panels of them as an old married couple already. <laughs> oh, the panel where Triple um, Zero's like about to torture Daddy Afra. I feel like that should be a Father's Day card. Oh, <laughs> it'd be perfect. I love it. Wait, I'm looking for it now so that I can remind myself what it says because it was just too good. 
He's got all of these torture devices coming out of his fingers, and he says, Hello, I'm Triple Zero, and it seems your daughter is a genuinely horrible person. You must be very proud. And I'm just like, <laughs> yes, this is, the, I need to put this in a card for my dad. <laughs> I also no, I'm just like, My dad's there's great. a shout out. Oh, I don't remember the name of the droid, but the round droid with all the torture devices that f- floats in the air and they use oh, it yeah. in, for, in A New Hope oh, for shoot. like yes. uh, torturing Princess Leia or whatever, or threatening yeah. her rather. They shout out to the like, hey, so-and-so, love your work. I, <laughs> <laughs> so I forget his name too, but yes, when they talk. And then when Triple Zero is like, I hate making small talk with other droids. He's just such an <laughs> asshole and I love it. So perfect. I know. Thanks for listening to the I Read Comic Books podcast. This episode was produced by me, Mike Rappin, with editing by Xander Riggs. Special thanks to Kate Scotchless and Tia Vasiliu. The music in this episode is brought to you by our favorite band in the universe, Infinity Shred. You can find Infinity Shred at infinityshred.com as well as on Bandcamp at infinityshred.bandcamp.com. If you enjoy the show, tell someone about it. Rate us online, write to us. You can email the show at ircb at destroythesive.org, and if you want to talk comics with us, find the I Read Comic Books group on Goodreads. We have a monthly book club that we feature here on the show, and we have regular threads about what comics we've been reading. You can ask us questions and comment on each episode at our subreddit, ireadcomicbooks.reddit.com. The entire podcast team is on Twitter, and you can follow the show at IRCB Podcast for updates and ridiculous retweets. But a great way to experience the podcast, including our back-issue bin of episodes and our weekly pull list posting, is to visit us at our website. It's brand spanking new, and it's at a new domain, ircbpodcast.com. Until next time, from all of us here at the show, thank you for listening.